the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. I just want to light the cigar. I'm in studio in a building I can't smoke. I'm very unhappy. I miss my Florida studios. But that's all right. Because we are live in studio. I get to see my girls. That's exactly correct. And you can log into YouTube where you're going to be lo- able to log in next week when I'm in Florida, if I'm in Florida, and watch the show there as well. So here's where I do a disservice to the customary talk radio listeners. Everyone is going to burn hours and segments and time on the Rittenhouse trial. I'm not going to do that. The Rittenhouse trial, to me, proves beyond the shadow of a doubt, especially when you're in a city in like Chicago, where 50 a weekend get shot, and nobody, not only are there not trials that are publicized, they're let go. So what's happened is our judicial system is now politicized. And if this was if this had happened without television cameras there on a weekend in Chicago, the defense would be mutual combat and everyone would go their own way and it would be over with. Done. Right? I mean, that's all. But this is a case right now because Rittenhouse has been successfully linked by the propagandists to Trump supporters. That's the whole thing you're watching right here. So rather than it being a trial of what it is, good versus evil, a kid defending himself and property versus scum, it's now been politicized. It's Democrats versus Republicans. And in case you're not watching, the Democrats are represented by the scum that went to Kenosha to burn the place down. And the Republicans are represented by the kid who shot two of them as they were trying to beat him unconscious or worse. Over with. That's it. I just, I just uh, gave you a summation of exactly what this is. And what did I, what did I burn up here? Three minutes of the show? Other guys are going to blow hours on this. Kids should have never been tried. Clear-cut case, right? But in this year, 2021, our judicial system is on the side of the scourge. Our government is being run by corrupt Marxist frauds who are intentionally trying to bankrupt the country and steal your freedom and the principles that made this country so great. Simple. So this isn't a case of a kid who was naive. Naive. To go there and to try and defend property. My whole thing is this. Kenosha, Wisconsin, Chicago, right where Antifa or BLM, where the scourge of humanity are protesting and burning. Let it burn. Like Portland, let it burn. We don't talk about that anymore, right? What did they destroy? How many blocks? How many businesses? Okay, that's that's the mantra of the modern day 
Democrats. And to prove my point, in case you missed the news, Beto O'Rourke, whose name isn't Beto, it may be O'Rourke. What's his name? He's an Irish kid, right? It's Beto. No, it's his nickname. His real name's like Mickey O'Malley. Whatever. He's an Irish kid who wants to be, go down as Beto. He uh, is a three-time loser. I think he's lost everything he's ever run in, right? Beto O'Rourke, he almost became the senator if it wasn't for people from California moving to Texas to thankfully keep Ted Cruz in office by the self-loathing communists that had inhabited Texas, it would have been Beto O'Rourke. So Beto O'Rourke is now going to run for governor of Texas. And God forbid if this idiot wins anything. But here, I have a little Beto O'Rourke to prove my earlier point of what the American Democrat Party, also known as the Marxist Commissar, have, have done to the country and where their ideology is. I, I really love that uh, Black Lives Matters and uh, other protesters have put this front and center to defund, you know, these line items that have over-militarized our, our police uh-huh. and instead invest that money in the human capital of, of your community. Make sure that you have the services, the help, the support, the health care necessary to be well and not require police intervention. And then also, in, in some necessary cases, completely dismantling those police forces and rebuilding them. And I think the, the city council in Minneapolis made the right decision. You, you, you don't have one bad apple. You don't have. And it also answers the questions why no one weekends on the south side of Chicago. Four bad apples. You, you have a, a system wide problem in that police department. Yeah. And only by completely dismantling that system and rebuilding it intentionally with the community members at the table, do you have any hope of, of getting it right? So there's the future of the Democrat Party right there. There it is. They root for Antifa. They root for BLM. They root for burning of neighborhoods. They root for non-law enforcement and against police. That's it. So that's what this trial is. So if the scourge and the scum win, the Democrats win. If not, there's still a little hope left in the Republic. It's that simple. Now, we could argue about the kid and why he was there. We all could see why he's there. He's naive. Naive with great intentions. Thought he was going to go there and support property and fight for the, against the people who were burning it down, and you see how it ends, right? Now we're going to see how it finally ends. If, in fact, the Wisconsin court system is as corrupt as the New York, New Jersey, Illinois, or California, that's the only question. CNN wants to run that rather than run what is really relevant, that while this is going on, diapers Biden, who one man single-handedly turned the Secret Service into a daycare center where they're carrying diaper bags now. Diapers Biden just destroyed the value of your dollar with help from 13 scumbag Republican congressmen and the rest of the Marxist mafia. And now you got the infrastructure bill, which is great news if you're in one of these companies where your big fat slob pretend owner bribes Democrat politicians to get phony baloney contracts that stretch out over years while they milk the system. Then it's great news for you. For everybody else who pays for it, not so good. No, 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 it's not. And the good news is there's still enough Americans where we make the majority up of people who pay for this nonsense rather than the mafia that's on the inside of it. So for that, he's uh, diapers Biden and the rest of the Democrat mafia are seeing some slipping numbers. Most Republicans are excited about this. I, on the other hand, use it as proof that there's still 41% of this country that's completely full of Gaga, morons, or corrupt bastards, one or the other.
The University of Michigan Consumer Sentiment Survey came in at the lowest level since November of 2011. Look at the story that you guys have made clear you believe you have on what the president has accomplished in the last 10 months. You're also seeing all of your own numbers. What, what do you attribute that to? Is it just inflation? Is it coverage? Is it, what, what, what does the White House think is driving consumer sentiment to be at that low level? Well, I would say without being an economist, uh, we look at... Go figure. You mean Pippi Lystocking's not an economist? You mean this redheaded dimwit doesn't know how to pass an Econ 1 class or could she? Well, it does explain a lot. It doesn't, however, explain why the financial division of the Biden administration, although I don't even know if those terms go together, would possibly, possibly enable not just inflation that's parabolic, destruction of the dollar, but why in the world you'd be pushing for another $3.5 trillion after you just got this one? Good. Uh, most of these uh, data points through the prism of COVID. Um, and we know that we were in this the, in this place we are in now uh, because of COVID, because of the impact of the pandemic. Now, here's what I want you to focus on. This is the new tagline. It reared its ugly head last week when they all got together and said, how could we possibly explain this to those morons that voted Democrat and probably will again in the future? How could we possibly explain it? I know they have the attention span span of a third grader at a CPS school. They can't remember what happened Monday. So let's blame COVID. And hopefully, hopefully, the vast majority of those people who voted Democrat will forget it was the Democrat politicians that shut down the economy. It was at the insistence of political whores that never had a job that the economy in America and the velocity of money was shut off like a light switch. And people were threatened So if they went to work and opened their businesses, that they would lose their licenses and they would be fined exorbitantly. It was, after all, a political reaction to a government-invested flu slash virus that worked exactly as the Marxists in our country wanted it to work. It shut down the independence of America. So now what we'll do is we'll strictly blame the flu, Fauci virus, and forget about the fact it was the politicians primarily in the Democrats, and yes, the 60% of Republicans that just hang on and want to get something for nothing. Uh, That has led to uh, inflation. Uh, That has led to supply chain issues. Um, And we know that even on a fundamental human level, people are tired of the pandemic. Um, And so uh, it's hard to get into the psychological mind, which is a measure of, of course, different than some other data. But um, And that's the part I wanted to talk about, a psychological mind. Now, we know that the reaction to the shutdown of the economy and the seizure of American citizens' liberty and individuality has resulted in ways where twice the amount of people are on antidepressants. Suicide rate is through the roof. Uh, People are quitting their jobs at rates never seen in this country. Four and a half million a month are walking away from employment. And it is now transitioning into a socialist welfare nation where the bulk of the country will be on some sort of government subsidy, will just a smaller and smaller minority continue to work and and try to pay and, and are extorted by the government in order to fund the fraud that we call our economy. But in the meantime, what they're trying to do is kind of keep quiet the disgust of people who say don't like gas prices at $4 a gallon. I have not been in Chicago for, I think, a little bit more than a week. I just drove here to the studio. I saw gas at three ninety nine a gallon. Now in Florida, it's three oh nine when I filled up yesterday. Here it's three ninety nine. Now granted it's by the tollway and 
it may be gouging, but I don't know what the, the standard is, but I think it's above 380. And what they don't want you to do is realize the bulk of Illinoisans, the bulk, all of Chicagoans practically, voted for this. So when these people complain about inflation, what are you complaining? I, I, and I mean this seriously. Hey, Democrats. Oh, we don't have any here. This is a Democrat-free radio station. But when you see these Democrats, what are you complaining for? This is exactly what everybody knew would happen should you put in this 50-year failure of not just a, a politician, not just a senator, but as a man and his cohorts and his cabal of Marxists who've done nothing. And in fact, what they want to do is make it worse. You think I'm wrong? Because as CNN was running the Rittenhouse case, AOC was cutting more video. And uh, I am very much in support of stopping line three. And frankly, a lot of line, not from line three to Keystone Pipeline to all of this, it has to do with, um, a lot of this has to do with the decision that Congress made not too long ago, relatively, to allow the United States to be an exporter. Yeah, there's Socrates in her in all of her glory. Hey, stupid, maybe somebody should tell this idiot. Line 3 is an oil pipeline owned by Canadian multinational oil company. Not America, you moron. And what it does is provide oil, natural gas heating, to America, moron. But AOC is going to make sure that that is shut down. Now, what do you think that'll do? to inflation, and to just the quality of life in general. So when Democrats try to complain, you make them wear that inflation. You make them wear what is the definition of a Biden administration, failure and mediocrity. 312-642-5600. I want you to keep in mind... None of the infrastructure has hit yet. The devaluing of our dollar that this imbecile and panty liners just signed hasn't even affected us. All of the green energy nonsense that these eco-Nazis have cooked up and lied about aren't in yet. You're at $4 a gallon. I can't wait for it to really kick in when all these butter-handed losers who thought it was going to be wonderful can't afford to go to the grocery store. I can't wait, you morons. I want to ask you about the political struggle that Democrats are in. I know some, I know some people, you may dispute the premise, but you look at this, like this new Washington Post poll, for example, that just came out after this bill was passed. The president's handling of the economy underwater, 39% approved. 50- now we just got 39% of the country to learn exactly what an American Democrat is. A corrupt fascist fraud. That's all they are. And until Democrat becomes identified as to what it is, a subversive of American principles, capitalism, and American success, we're just going to meander around with these morons. And I'm trying to clean it up. I'm trying to clean it up because I really want to tell them what they are. But I remember what they always were. And by the time diapers Biden is done, Jimmy Carter will be like Socrates. We need to have... Uh, a realization that we've got a, about 35 years worth of oil left in the whole world. There you go, stupid. It's like he was AOC's daddy. It's like Jimmy Carter raised AOC. Of natural gas. Because when you look at Keystone XL and when you look at a lot of these other pipelines, 
people say, oh, this is for energy, you know, independence in the United States. We actually already produce enough to power our own country, uh-huh. uh, whether you Brilliant. agree with it or not. That's- Shut up. Shut up. Give me a Tom Collins, dimwit. Button your shirt. Jack in Whiting, Indiana. <laughs> Sean, I love your passion, man. Thank you, brother. I'm um, irritated, Jack. This, I'm irritated. None of this I, has to happen, brother. None of it. I, I, am, I am too. Let's let's give that more on AOC. What she wants. Yeah. Chris, let's move it up. Not Super Bowl Sunday. Let's do it Christmas week. Let's shut down every pipeline. Comed, Coned. Yeah. Nipsco. Every Democratic state. Shut them off. Yeah. Now eat it. I love it. I love it, Jack. That's exactly my strategy. I love it because this is what we knew. Three months before the election, I had the opportunity to come here. Three months, day in and day out. How could anybody, anybody hire these political whores who have done nothing their whole life? Nothing. And think things were going to be okay? Did you really think things are going to be okay? Listen, this was MSNBC, and there's a child, a child that is the economic consultant to diapers a child and she wanted to tell him you do realize what you're doing to america and the so-called middle class you care about his name is brian deese did you see this this moron all over the sunday shows he's spewing this thing about covid and you know what'll help the economy if you let these frauds these corrupt failures pay off their pay-to-play schemes and give exorbitant money to their campaign contributors that's going to help inflation and all we need to do in the meantime just keep quantitative easing and keep, keep all the nonsense where you're spending, spending double the amount of money you're taking in. And by the way, whatever you do, don't focus on the fact that thanks to Donald Trump's policies, the government has been setting record revenue for the last year. Every month more record. I can't wait till these idiots are in charge another year. Let's see what it, where the numbers are. Because right now, as we continue to buy bonds, the only people that helps are investors. And you've got the middle class being absolutely torched for being savers. Well, again, what I would say is that I'm going to leave the execution of monetary policy. Okay, okay. he's going to execute it, but you can have an opinion on it, sir. You, The country is watching you. You are the economic advisor to the president. You- And he doesn't have anything to say except print more money and give us more control. And everything will end up swimmingly. You really think so? And in the meantime, the real think tank of the Democrat Party, known as the squad, they got some real good news for you. That's just what it is. A lot of these pipelines are being built so that the United States can export and sell natural gas Uh abroad. Uh And who are they selling it to, um, genius? You know, people make geopolitical arguments as to why that should be the case. You know, that aside, I think, you know, whether we actually, actually 100% need, I, you know, I believe line three should not exist. Really? Well, that's what happens when you bring your daughter to work and let her make decisions. See, you shouldn't be in the position you're in, dingbat. You have no understanding of what makes the world go around, let alone what your stupidity is doing. You have no idea, but some people in your party do. In fact, did you know that Chucky Schumer, another political whore, elected in the 80s, he's got some ideas. He thinks what will help is the if you release some strategic oil. He doesn't even know what it's for. Never looked at it. 
All right, I promise I'll take your calls when I get back. 312-642-5600. I mean, I'm looking at this CNN. It's just, it's just mind-boggling. All day long. How many reporters are standing outside of uh, City Hall? Although I guess this was a low weekend in Chicago terms. Would we only have 17 shot? Of course, there were two today, and then the woman driving the car shot in the head. And Yeah, they, we don't want to talk about that. Whatever you do. Don't get any attention over here in a Democrat-run sewer. Everybody, hurry up. Let's go see what happens to Rittenhouse, who shot uh, the foot soldiers of the Democrat Party in resistance to them burning the city, which, although he shouldn't have been there, I'll I'll stick with my original knee-jerk reaction to reading about this kid going there. And I also don't like the idea that the mother was driving. I thought the mother didn't know. That's not good. But I don't think you can go to jail for being stupid. If you could, there'd be no more Democrats. Robert in Bloomingdale. Hey, Sean, I'm glad you're having a good day today. Thank you. Thank you. I am in a, in a terrible place, but yes, I am. You know, the reason I was calling is, how, first of all, how dare someone like AOC tell you, Misty, or myself anything? Well, they could, she and, could tell Misty, because, you know, girl power. Go ahead. Well, what I was calling to tell you, too, you watch. What, you talk about diapers, Biden. Yeah. You're going to see food shortages. You're going to see gas shortages, rather. And you're going to see uh, prices skyrocketing in high uh, inflation. Um, but are you sure, Robert? Because they told us none of this would happen. In fact, I remember it was just six months ago. They didn't even acknowledge the inflation. They didn't think it was going to be any kind of a problem. In fact, they, they said everything would be great, but yet it never was. And they, when they're asked about it, I find it to be a little funny. So, Brian, you saw the, the bad poll numbers for the president when it comes to the economy. Uh, I don't know how much of a factor this was, but President Biden finally publicly acknowledged inflation is worrisome this week. I want to play some sound of what you and President Biden were saying a few months ago in June. By the way, talk of inflation. Creep. The overwhelming consensus is going to pop up a little bit and then go back down. <sighs> no one's talking about it. This great, great deal. I thought when he whispered it was like magic and it really happened. Or does that just send a shiver up my spine for the creepy hair sniffing of nine-year-old little girls he really is? To the degree that people are focused on inflationary pressures in the short term, that really is, is, uh, is, uh, is not the issue. Do you think that you and the president were wrong and inflation is not a short-term pop up a little bit and then go back down issue? No, I don't think so, Jake. No, I don't think so, Jake. No, no, no. It's going to be fine. The the idea that um, there are Democrats that thought things would be good if you let these economic illiterates, these people who never worked at anything, this this child, Brian Deese, what exactly are his qualifications to be where he is? I remember in the 80s, there were economists that were not political. It strictly were economists on principle, that people who studied throughout history, what was the best economic system for the ordinary man? And everybody came to the same conclusion. I mean, everybody, that it was American capitalism. After all, we had the only middle class. There isn't a middle class anywhere else. There's government rich. There's people who are connected to the government who become rich. And then there's the servants. That's how government run economies go. From South America to Europe to everywhere in between. The only country that had a thriving economic windfall for everyone involved was us. 
But you know who we started taking advice from? The do-nothing, good-for-nothing, butter-handed, sexually frustrated socialists. And this is just the beginning. This is only the tip. So gas prices in California, I have to look down at this. The number is so big, I shouldn't even need my glasses. $4.67 for a gallon in California. That's That's okay, though. I like how they walk around with that erudite look on their face like so. Even though 90% of them can't pay a bill without asking their mommy and daddy. 90% of them never put together five grand, yet they've all got advice for everybody. More than it's ever been there. And you don't have to go to California for high gas prices. They're high around the country. What's the administration doing today to address that problem? Yeah, I mean, John, the president is all over this. He he really is very <laughs> concerned. About- the president is all over rice pudding. The president is a dementia patient who doesn't know if it's Tuesday or July. About, you know, inflation, obviously, and the price of, of gasoline, because that's the most obvious manifestation of it. You have a president that never bought gas. He's had a gas card from the government his whole life, even at the end of the Carter years. He doesn't know what it's like for you. He doesn't know what it's like to earn money and need it. You see, they have this scam going on in Washington, D.C. This scam where politicians are paid. They call it contributed, but I call it bribed. And then aside from that, like little Adam Kinzinger, they create bribery packs, although they're called political action committees. But what they really are are advertisements for pay-to-play schemes so that they could pass these omnibus spending bills and those companies and those individuals who bribed slash contributed to the politician get money. You think they give a rip about a guy going to work to struggle, to pay three, four jobs, to pay tuition and pay gas? This only affects the plebes out there, the stupid ones that vote Democrat. I hope it affects them even a little bit more. And as you know, no president controls the price of gas. Oil is sold on a globe. Why was it so cheap when we had good policy? See, here's what they don't want you to know. Every president, every president controls the price of gas. Because it's through that policy that you have access to said gas and everything. This entire economic calamity that they don't want you to be aware of is not about COVID, even though Mrs. Doubtfire wants to tell you it is. And I would expect that if we're successful with the pandemic to be sometime in the second half of next year, I would expect prices to go back to normal. My God. My sympathies to that Viagra addict you call a husband, honey. And you're wrong about the economy as well. And you were an advocate for shutdown, dummy. My word, you're repulsive on every level. Global market, it is, uh, as we see, as everybody's coming out of COVID, there is a huge uh, increase in demand. The supply has not caught up. So the president is looking at the limited tools that he has. Yes, you can be a Viagra addict, Misty Callahan. What do you think Jan Schakowsky's husband is? You think she ever is prancing around making coffee and Jan Schakowsky's husband says, oh, look at you. I am in the mood, honey. No, of course not. They're so sick of waiting that hour for that thing to kick in. They got a time to the second. I have nothing to announce on this, but no, he is looking and evaluating uh, all of his options, uh, limited though they may be in the United States. You know what option he's going to pick? The one where you're paying more next week and the one where you're paying more next month, because that's what a Democrat is, a failure, corrupt failure. 
That's why he has to leverage foreign countries. That's why Chuck Schumer, a moron who's been elected since the 80s, says, can't you tap the reserve? Rather than doing what worked six months ago, 18 months ago, 24 months ago. Open up American companies, stupid. Open up American pipelines. Reestablish the keystone and let our country grow. But that's not what they're interested in. They're interested in control. They got you right where they want you. Thanks to 81 million real or dead existing citizens or illegals that put in this diaper wearing dimwit. 312-642-5600. Yeah, you get to get caught up on your jazz during the next depression. At least we have enough technology to kind of keep us entertained during the feudalism of the Biden administration. All I keep thinking about. Listening to these morons is like listening to somebody say, shoot a hole in the boat to let the water out. That's what the Biden administration is. Let's shoot a hole in the boat to let the water out. You know what will fix an economy where that's experiencing inflation? We just print more money out. It'll be great. Did we learn anything from Venezuela? Did we learn anything from the Weimar Republic? Did we learn anything from actual history and facts? If we did... Would you put the Viagra Slayer Janet Yellen in any position? You want to know how to clear out a room, you play this clip. The supply chains are by, are by and large private, but nevertheless, sometimes help in coordinating um, actions is useful and necessary to unclog supply chains. Yeah, when I think of Janet Yellen, I think of unclogging. She's the definition. If clog had a face, it would be Janet Yellen. Are you kidding me? You're hiring these idiots? Idiot! Yeah, it's going to work out great. Woo-wee. Have a good time. Don and Carol Stream. Hey, thank you for taking my call. Okay. Uh, thank you for listening. I just want to thank you for mentioning the Keystone Pipeline and the, uh, the other stuff that would lower, that would bring the, the price of gas back to where we were. What are they thinking? They're not thinking. Here's what they are, although I will say this. It's an overall uh, overarching goal that the eco-Nazi American Marxist wants. They don't want you to have the ability to thrive and to move around. So what their trick is, what they must accomplish, is how to make you feel good about giving up your freedom. This is what this is all about. So now they're on the sales pitch. Because now the chickens are coming home to roost in the very beginning. By the way, we've only got three chickens that are home to roost. Wait till we get 40. So now what they're trying to do is figure out how could we, what, what BS, what bull dung could we give these idiots so that they don't really light the torches and throw everyone out of office the way that it should be? What could we possibly say? Yeah. I know we'll blame the very actions we did 18 months ago in hopes that they forgot about who the idiots are who shut down the economy. See, it's working. Yeah. I'm going to tell you what, Don. It's working exactly as they planned. Exactly as they planned. I appreciate the call, Don. I appreciate you listening. And to prove my point, all of the fun we're having now in the economy, this hasn't started. See, I'll never get rid of this clip because this clip tells it all. Thank you very much. Uh, thank you for this press conference. My name is Julia Arana. I'm from South America, from Comunicarse, Chile. 
I have two questions. The first one is, uh, can you give me more details about uh, this proposed bill about a carbon tax, $20 carbon tax uh, you may propose? Uh, what uh, I need some more details uh, on how optimistic you are to prove this uh, proposed bill. And See, carbon tax is hard, but if they make gas so you can't afford it, it gets the same goal. You don't move around. That's the goal, to imprison you so that they can reach their utopia where government's in control of everything. See, when gas, when you don't have inflation, when you have low gas prices and when you have absolute freedom, what do you need these idiots for? What do you need, what do you need AOC? What do you need Talib? What do you need Chuck Schumer for? What do you need Mitch McConnell for? You don't need them for anything. But now they get to pretend to be as important as they always thought they were with their old lady faces. And I don't mean Janet Yellen, surprisingly. I mean Mitch McConnell. The old man face could be Janet Yellen. Uh, We'll discuss that and other transgendering things later. But I want you to focus on exactly why they're doing this. This is Talib. Hey, everyone. It's Congresswoman Rashida Talib. As you all know, the world has gathered in Scotland for the United Nations Climate Change Conference. They've come together to devise solutions to our worsening climate crisis. But unfortunately, climate activists, youth leaders, indigenous leaders have been largely shut out of the conference, where instead the United States have joined major polluters and are working to advance the agendas of big corporate polluters like the one behind me. We keep hearing promises to get to, quote, net zero emissions. But net zero isn't real zero. It is false solution to climate. They want real zero. So why do you think they're not concerned about any of it? They're just giving you lip service. And not the good kind. They're giving you lip service to buy your complacency. Because they're getting what they want. You can't go anywhere. You can't drive. You can't afford it. Now they're in their world of socialism. Where only the wealthy get the freedoms that the poor took for granted. And gave away for rent money and welfare cheese. Do you see how that turns out? Just take a look at the Chicago News. 312-642-5600. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. Oh, good. Wolf Blitzer's on. He's still alive for all you people who had the pool. What's he, like a thousand years old, Wolf Blitzer? Wolf Blitzer. Name your kid Wolf Blitzer. He's going to be a jerk. Um, all right, let's go to the phone lines because I've been making you guys wait. I don't mean to do that. Ed in Midway. Hello. Hi, Ed. Hey, Sean. How you doing, buddy? Good, buddy. Hey, um, you think they're doing all this Ed, we have a terrible connection, brother. I, nobody can hear you. We're going to put you on hold. Uh, you know what? I'm going to hang up on you. Call back, Ed. I promise I'll give you the fast track. I can't hear you, though. Frankie, Kennedy Expressway. Hello. Hey, Frank. Hey, uh, Steve. Uh, Sean, Sean, Sean. Sean. All right, we're interchangeable. God. His forehead's a little bigger than mine, but go ahead. <laughs> no, uh, I just uh, I, I just been recording what you say on uh, Facebook. 
Oh. And I put, I just record it and I put it on there and uh, people get mad at me and uh, it's great. <laughs> Glad I could bring you joy, brother. Go ahead. <laughs> that was awesome. And uh, also, you know, the supply chain line, I, I saw a report about uh, some of these trucks. California's not letting them in, like half of them. California has a rule that if you're going to transport as a as a trucker, if you're going your your cab, your truck in essence has to be twenty nineteen or newer or electric. So what they've done is they've 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 added a, a big knot in the so called supply chain. So there are thousands of trucks at the California border waiting to transport things that come in through the very union controlled ports. And that in there lies the problem. But here's the other thing. That was a lot less yeah. of a problem prior to policies that refused or jammed up the actual port system them, themselves. So all of this is a result of politicians shutting down the economy of America as if it was a, a light switch or a business they thought they could close for a couple of days and then turn it back on. They didn't know what and they the were EPA doing. Too. Oh, well, well, what do you expect? You know who created the EPA, don't you? Yeah. Not Congress. The EPA doesn't exist because the people wanted it and congressmen and women voted on it, the EPA was an executive order by Richard Nixon, one of the worst and ugliest presidents we've ever had. Thank you, Frankie, for the call. I appreciate it. Hey, thanks. Enjoy, enjoy the fun. I appreciate it. Uh, we're just getting started in the Biden administration follies, which is what this idiot is. It's, it's, it is truly, a, a, it would be funny if you didn't have to experience it. It would be our, you, you know, the idea that, the American people put this fraud in this position. is funny on its face, let alone what the answers are as we're experiencing the reality of a Biden administration. Everything is going to go up except the quality of your life. It's just the way. And their answer is always going to be the same. Their answer is simple. All that this problem needs is more control by the worst people among our country known as politicians. See, that'll be the answer for everything. So if you're experiencing high cost supply chain, which, by the way, the supply chain, none of it was built by politicians. Our world economy, America's economy, was never helped by politicians. It was hindered by politicians. And yet somehow, American capitalists and business people found a way to make things work. That's what they're referring to as the so-called supply chain. Government didn't build it. It didn't help. It oftentimes hurt and encumbered it. And now what it's determined to do is forever take it over and change it. Is the SALT tax deduction, state and local tax deduction, is that going to be in the Build Back Better Act? Uh, Some experts say it could actually result in the wealthiest Americans in these states getting a tax break. Well, Now, the reason that I played that was because in their, they keep saying that the infrastructure bill is paid for. You hear that all the time, right? Don't worry about this massive spending. It's paid for. We've, we're, they just got this signed today, and they're already talking about another $3 trillion. It's paid for. It's paid for. It's paid for. Now, how did they get to that conclusion? It was through fraud, through an economic scandal. If this were a private entity or even somebody applying for a loan and talking about the income that they had, if this were investigated, people would go to jail. But the American people put these fraudsters in here to lie about how they're going to pay for things. So now I'm going to give you a a real quick dissertation on the beauty of Donald Trump's tax cut. What it did was expose tax fraud because the Democrat mafia run states 
we're being backdoor subsidized by manipulation of our tax code, by allowing rich people in very poorly run states a SALT deduction, state and local tax deduction, so that if they paid $35,000 on their mansion in Hinsdale, they only really were exposed to taxation of $10,000 on that $35,000. The $25,000 that they paid, they were subsidized by the federal government. If those same guys had businesses, whatever it was, they were subsidized. They were allowed really kind of favoritism, and the federal government would backdoor reimburse that money. So they, in essence, were backdoor welfare. Trump said that's going to go away. No more. You want to live in these states? You want to let political morons and corrupt bastards with no necks ruin your states? Then pay the double tax. Go ahead. That's your penalty for running. So the first thing that the Biden administration, their big goal, was to reinstate that protection. Because they're, they're, where their real money comes from are rich corporatists in New York, in New Jersey, in Illinois, in California. They like the backdoor subsidy. They don't want to pay more taxes, even though you'd think they did. They don't. So what they want is tax favoritism. So the Biden bill in the infrastructure is going to reestablish, they're working tirelessly, to reestablish wealthy people being subsidized by poor people. And they were asked directly on a Sunday show about this. Is the SALT tax deduction, state and local tax deduction, is that going to be in the Build Back Better Act? Uh, Some experts say it could actually result in the wealthiest Americans in these states getting a tax break. Well, there's a fix to that issue that is included in the House bill. You know, this was an issue that the Trump tax cut, the 2017 tax cut, created huge uncertainty in our tax system. It did not create uncertainty. That's a lie. They were not uncertain at all. If you were dumb enough to live in a Democrat mafia-run hellhole and your property taxes and other taxes were exorbitant, too bad. You decided to live there. You pay them. You were not going to be subsidized by the good, the well-run states and the good citizens who paid their taxes. It, that, that game was over under the Trump tax plan. But see, the mafia of the Democrat Party wants that scandal, which should be a scandal, wants that open and notorious fraud of poor people subsidizing rich back in. By capping that deduction for state and local taxes for a couple of years and then letting the cap go away completely, uh, what the fix in the House bill would do would be provide a long-term higher cap on that issue. So you'll do it again. So the poor people will subsidize the rich people. Ta-da! Welcome to a Democrat mafia tax scheme where if you are the favored rich, you're taken care of. Now, who are the favored rich? Any of the favored rich that work and occupy in Democrat-run mafias, because what they know is these are the same scum that like to bribe lawyers so you have an entire industry where you could go before Democrat judges and arbitrarily get your property tax lowered depending on which law firm you hired. See, that's how the judges know who you are. That's why we have aldermen that have these law firms. Eddie Burke, fast Eddie with his big gold Rolex, his Viagra in his pocket, and his double-breasted pinstripe suit. Like he was right out of 1930 Mafia. And he gets to walk around the Viagra Triangle on Rush Street and play the gangster. And then there's little Mike Madigan. He's got another one of those tricky law firms. Then there's the Dailies. They got another one. Then there's who knows how many fungible aldermen they all got them. That's the tax scheme system 
where if you hire one of these scum, your taxes magically get lowered. And where does that money go? Does it disappear? No, no, no. The people who don't hire them pay it. It's spread off in thousands of different tax bills, so they hope you don't notice it. But guess what happens after decades of this kind of corruption, this kind of Democrat mafia corruption? You are now paying taxes not based on the debt or or not based on the value of your real estate, but on the debt of others, on on the corruption of others. So it's a corruption tax. And that's the only reason that so many people around Illinois pay $15,000 for property that's valued at 500000 Or if you're dumb enough, or at least if you thought you were, you were good enough to have a commercial property, now you're really going to get the hose. Now you may have a commercial property that may be worth a million or two million, but your taxes will be at that level of 80000 or a or $100,000. Why? Because you didn't hire the gangster mafia lawyers. That could have all been worked out for you. Tom, Blue Island. Sean, brother. How are you? Good. So uh, why, do, why do we not hear anything in the media about the stringent California emission standards? Don't let a truck in that's three to, older than three to four years old. And uh, if it's a non-union company, they can't get anywhere near the ports. Because they don't want you to realize that the ebb and flow of import-export is controlled by a labor extortion mafia. They don't want you to realize that if those cargo ships had gone to a a better-run state without the influence of the labor extortion mafia, that you would have no supply chain issues. If you simply went around the bend and were somehow able to deliver to, say, Florida or the Carolinas or, I don't know, pick Louisiana even, isn't as mobbed up, ironically, as California. But California has been working hand-in-glove with Democrat politicians to put in these these rules of abuse, of tyranny, of, of import-exporters. And now you're just facing the reality of it. And do you think the union is going to give you mercy because they care about the supply chain? Of course not. They're going to double the fees and double the taxes. And ironically, the, the companies don't eat it. The people who need those goods, those are the ones that pay it. Welcome to a socialist utopia. You're just seeing the beginning of it. That's why, Tom, because information is the enemy of the fraud, of the liar, of the swindler, of the Democrat. Information is their enemy. It's why it must be redacted and controlled. It's why the, the Sunday news, are they're all Democrats. They all work for Democrats. They're married to Democrats. But now, even now, they're having a hard time with the new American reality. I'm hoping there's enough people who refuse to allow this open and notorious control of society, open and notorious fraud called the Biden administration, continue on much longer. I'm hoping there's an upheaval, and I'm hoping they rip out diapers Biden. Let's get Kamala in there. After all, she's likable. 312-642-5600. Very annoying. Gas prices in California, I have to look down at this. The number is so big, I shouldn't even need my glasses. $4.67 for a gallon in California. That's more than it's ever been there. And you don't have to go to California for high gas prices. They're high around the country. What's the administration doing today to address that problem? Laughing. They're enjoying it. This is exactly what they wanted. All right. Uh, Let me see. Jack in Whiting, Indiana. How are you, Jack? (laughs) 
Um, it's me again. I got a again two part solution. All right. It sounds like these Democrats. What they're trying to do is slowly rip the Band-Aid off. Well, let's do what Trump does. Let's pull it off. Got to get every American, every truck driver. Don't buy anything made from China. Well, because that's where I could now, agree wait, with you on China, but I disagree no. with you. By, by demanding American manufacturers be subsidized, which is backdoor what you're doing. See, what well, we let, have to let, get let away finish. from, Jack, is the idea that immigrate, uh, that import-export is bad. Import-export is why jeans and shoes cost the same that they did in the 70s. So if you don't want to buy from China, great. The answer would have been to turn China into capitalist versus communist by utilizing Hong Kong and the Pacific Rim. See, if we don't have import-export, then you have exactly what the uh, labor extortion mafia wants and the corrupt politicians. Now you can only get goods from America that has to go through all of the OSHA, all of the EPA, all of the regulatory bodies that enrich the government Leviathan. If you really hate the government Leviathan, the answer isn't to turn to them for more help, of which they will drastically increase the price of all goods. It's to take advantage of the freedom in an ebb and flow import-export policy. That's the answer. Not, not turning over more power to the unions and to the government. That's the wrong answer. Jim in Milwaukee. Hi, Sean. Hi, buddy. How are you? Uh, look, I don't know coming up on the left. Uh, when is someone going to tell the Democrats when they keep mentioning the possibility of opening up the strategic oil reserves Unless my knowledge of law is correct, uh, incorrect, that's supposed to be done only in times times of war. Secondly, real quick, when are we going to start pounding to, on the public that in this infrastructure bill, they're going to start taxing you for your mileage? Goodbye, John. Jim, they don't want you to know that, number one. Number two, that'll come up after they read some of the fine words that they passed. We had to pass it to find out what's in it. Don't be a spoiler, Jim. It's like reading the last page of the novel. You're not going to find that out until after Christmas when they want you to find it out. Oops, that was in the bill, too. Now you're limited on uh, your mileage. As far as what the strategic oil reserve is for, you're exactly right. It's about policy. It was meant to prevent what happened in the 70s. You remember the 70s when a Democrat was in charge, lines, and nearly the collapse of the American economy? We need to have... Uh, a realization that we've got a, about 35 years' worth of oil left in the whole world. We're going to run out of oil. When Mr. Nixon made his famous uh, speech on Operation Independence, we were importing about 35% of our oil. Now we've increased that amount 25%. We now import about 44% of our oil. We need to shift from oil to coal. We need to concentrate our research and development effort on uh, coal burning and extraction. How anybody could hire a Democrat to do anything after this example of the 70s? Well, these new ones, they're going to be a lot of fun. Dave in Downers Grove. Hey, Sean. Hey, can I get, can I get some uh, I couldn't get out last week from my old spots? Yeah. What was that? Yeah, I want to get something out that I couldn't get out last week because my phone didn't work. All right. This isn't AT&T's listen. complaint line, but we'll do the best we can. Go ahead. <laughs> well, listen, I wanted to say we got to pray for these kids because they've been mentally hurt, socially hurt, and now they're going to be physically hurt with these vaccines. Yeah. I, I don't 
I don't know anyone that's killed by COVID, but I've known two people in the last three weeks and strokes, and they're vaccine users. But the reason I called was the government is the college, college, college. You got your phone problems again, Dave. We can't hear you, brother. The phone did it again. Dave and Lansing. Sorry, Dave. The phone did it again. Dave and Lansing. What's up? Uh, hey, Sean. That caller from Whiting uh-huh. said that uh, we need to quit buying from China. You said, well, that's going to induce the uh, domestic mafia to raise prices and all that stuff. Yeah, you mean all that free trade <laughs> stuff. Silly me. Go ahead. What do you got? We, we could boycott China only and not other uh, countries because China's a I'm fine polluter with and everything. I'm fine with that. But don't 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 take the the chant lines of the Democrats, right? So you want I I wanted the Pacific Rim to thrive. I wanted Hong Kong and the Trump administration that didn't have this because they hired a very anti-Asian manufacturer by the name of Peter Navarro. Peter Navarro is a fraud in my opinion. I'm not a Peter Navarro guy. Peter Navarro didn't only want to end trade with China, which I think you could argue is a great idea. He wanted to end trade with the entire Pacific Rim. But you'll forgive me if I don't want to turn over our manufacturer to the mafia. You'll forgive me, Dave, if I, if I enjoy the reality of trade and what it's done for the nation. We need trade. You don't want to trade with China? Fine. Then replace it. I'm all for that. Pick another country where we, and I don't want to pick one that supports slave labor. Pick one that has deregulation. You know where you could pick? Numerous. Throw an arrow at a, at a, at a board that hasn't, hasn't implemented a socialist mindset like America. And then I'm all for it. But let's not lose the sight of what trade really is. And let's not adopt talking points of the Democrat Party. I'll be back. When you see these idiots that make up the Biden administration, Mayor Pete, what the hell were you, Mayor? South Bend. South Bend, Indiana? I don't remember anybody saying, boy, i got to move my company to South Bend, Indiana. And Indiana in the whole is a generally okay-run state, but only the Republican part. South Bend, I thought, kind of sucked. Could be wrong, but that's the way it seems to me. Of course, whenever they run anything, what do you really get? Failure. Where is the thriving Democrat-run municipality? Do they even have a town that the Democrats run that isn't a joke, isn't a corrupt sewer? I don't know. It looks like that to me. Frank and Berwin. Yeah, John? Yes, Frank. Yeah, I, I got two things I want to comment on. All right. And uh, I'll uh, hang up and listen to your answer. I like the way this is beginning. Go ahead. Okay. Well, the first one is this infrastructure bill. <laughs> you know, they, they, they talk. Uh, it's a pay-to-play scheme. I'm just wondering scheme. how they came up with the number. They pulled it out of their uh, shoe, and I picked an, yeah. a, a non Offensive area. Well, ahead. the reason why I ask that is because Illinois is going to get seventeen billion, I think, out of this thing. Well, they need it. But Illinois what happened? Broke. What happened to our gas tax? Well, we're still going to pay that. Supposed to do all our infrastructure. They stole that money, yeah. Frank. Haven't you been paying attention? They well, stole it. I, I well, I just wanted to hear your comment on it. Yeah, they stole the money, and Frank. The other, and the other one is, is this Glasgow conference. Through the whole conference, they're talking about their goals, goals being at the end of the century. Uh-huh. And then what the AOC and all these guys are talking about doomsday in eight, eight years. 
So I have to tell you, Frank, there is so many books written on the climate scandals, on the climate gate, on the fraud that is the eco-agenda of the eco-Nazi. I mean, books aplenty, where for 30 years, Frank, they have been predicting calamity, and for 30 years, they've been exactly wrong. The real global warming disaster by Christopher, uh, what the hell was his name? Christopher Booker, I think his name is, is really an eye-opening. He died. The poor man died. Anything by John Coleman. Climate Gate by Brian Sussman. These are actual scientists, by the way. These are scientists that wrote, you do realize everything they've predicted not only hasn't come true, but they've been 100% opposite wrong on virtually every prediction they've had. Yet it doesn't stop them from spreading the fear. Because what they understand is once people are afraid, and we see it, we're living in it after COVID. Once people are afraid, they'll give up every, everything. They'll give up every freedom, every liberty. They'll give up every reality, every idea that they could argue back. They just give it up in hopes that somebody will say, okay, now we're okay. But to your broader point of using this as a weapon against America and against citizens, it's worked since they uh, discovered it. So do I have much faith in it, in, in Americans' ability to fight back? Not really. When you see what you what you first said, what happened to the gas taxes to maintain the infrastructure? Illinois, for example, has the among the highest in the country. Is that they stole the money, Frank? They don't have the money. They were supposed to maintain our infrastructure with that. Yet, what did they do? They got rid of our infrastructure. It went into the general fund. They didn't fix the holes, and here we are because this has become a weapon that they want to use against us, just like climate change. You know, this is from Talib. The Michigan congresswoman who could scare a bulldog off a meat truck. Do you ever see this girl? Oh, my word. What's with the nostrils? Anyway, she's got some ideas. Talib. Hey, everyone. It's Congresswoman Rashida Talib. As you all know, the world Take a has look gathered at in Man, Scotland. Man, oh, man. I have my gloves in her nostrils. Change conference. They've come together to devise solutions to our worsening climate crisis. But unfortunately, climate activists, youth leaders, indigenous leaders have been largely shut out of the conference, where instead... What's an indigenous leader? What she mean, the American Indian leaders? Uh, they think the, <laughs> what's the problem? Here, they're living in the utopia of socialism. They're called reservations. How's that working out for you? You guys got some ideas? Yeah, the climate's bad. All right. The United States have joined major polluters and are working to advance the agendas of big corporate polluters like the one behind me. We keep hearing right. promises to get to, quote, net zero admissions. Thank you. But net zero isn't real zero. It is false solution to climate crisis when you think of net zero. So what net zero really means is that the biggest polluters, like BP, Exxon, and the Pentagon, get to keep polluting or releasing carbon dioxide into our atmosphere. Then they protect... Do you know how crazy this is? Brian Sussman, Climate Gate. They have from the fossils, they can determine million a year, million years ago, one million years ago, we have five times, six times, 1,200 times the carbon dioxide in the atmosphere. And yet that's when the planet was thriving. They have, have, have managed to figure out a lie in CO2. It is not a pollutant. Hello? Not a pollutant. It's the base of photosynthesis. In fact, the world, the earth, Needs it. Yet thanks to people who I could hide my gloves in their nostrils, they want to get rid of it. To quote, offset 
those emissions with unproven technologies like carbon capture and half measures like planting trees. Uh huh. What what's it. your idea? Here, what's your idea, scientist? Who, by the way, you make a dog turn their head sideways like they're listening to a whistle no one else could hear. It's a license to pollute black and brown communities like the ones I represent. To see what net zero actually looks like in my district, come here to Stellantis Auto Plant in a majority black community in the east side of Detroit. Then move it. Here's an idea, Auto Plant. Get the hell out of Michigan. It sucks anyway. Go somewhere else where the people want you and they want your jobs. For them to actually get their air permit, they decided to go ahead and decrease pollution in a white suburb so they can go ahead and output more in a black neighborhood. Yeah, that's what they did. They decided, to, I like this neighborhood, let's pollute more, you stupid idiot. Stellantis Solution continues to be planting trees, dressing it up as green buffer zones, and hoping that my residents will shut up and go away. But we're not going anywhere. We've already asked for... You know what? I decided she, she might be right. Let the manufacturer shut up and go away. Let's give them what they want. Let's give them a, what is it called, net zero? Go ahead. You're going to love it. You're going to love living in a cave. It's going to be great. You're going to love Venezuela. 312-642-5600. Good song. Love it. Robert Plant. Rumor was he had a girlfriend from our area. You know where I live? Yeah. Used to drive around back in the 80s. All right, so listen, I'm, going, I'm reflecting on what Bonnie and I were just talking during the break. If you heard Tom Beck, $360 per kid if your kid's under 17. Now, Bonnie's younger than I am. She's got a lot of uh, nefarious friendships. She knows a girl with three kids from three different men. So this roach of a human being, God bless she had the kids. though. She gets $1,080 a month for the three kids. So you got the eco-Nazis like Talib and AOC that want to shut down the economy so that they get to net zero. Then you got the welfare roach army that gets $1,080 a month in welfare per kid. How in the hell you beat these son of a guns? And this is how you destroy a nation from within. It's like a blueprint of how to ruin America. We're going to have the eco-Nazi army And sure, they'll be wrong, as they've been for the last 70 years. Simultaneously, as we destroy the economy, what we're going to do is we're going to say it's for the benefit of child care and welfare systems. And I keep thinking about the the loathsome scum that ran into me and my wife a week ago. In her mid-20s, high on God knows what. And she's got the free insurance, the free health care, the free life, the free rent, the free... And she's no wonder they're voting Democrat. Look at who you're rewarding. Your society guarantees to turn America into the South Side. It's going to be great. And now how are we going to prevent people from earning their way out of it? I know. We'll have a guaranteed tax system that will not able them to get out of the ghettos we entrap them with. And the only way they can get out is through political favoritism of the most corrupt, politically connected scum in existence. It'll be great. Now, what do you do about the, the, the companies that try to have manufacturing and, and, and enable the people to work out of it? We'll make sure that through a cap-and-trade carbon tax system, they can't do anything. They can't grow. The economy will never grow. 
And who are we going to pay off through child care and through child credits? Are you trying to show me? If you driver's license and you show me a picture of J. Cole. Oh, I'll give you my driver's license, sorry. Okay, Miss Step Up, I need to speak with you. Why you show me a map? That's where I was stopping. Okay, what did I ask you for? You took me to the right? Okay. Okay. I'm investigating now for drink driving. Your driving was terrible. You went through two stop signs, you threw garbage out the window. And then I ask you for your driver's license, you show me a picture of Apple Music. I ask you again for your driver's license, you show me a picture of a map. Do you have a driver's license, yes or no? I have a driver's license. And where is it? Look. What are you trying to show me? Okay, you under arrest, you drank. You got a kid in the car, for God's sake. You got a kid in the car. So you got a child, there's your, that's an ad for voting Democrat. You're a drunk driving scum. But you need child care because God knows we got to figure out how to get that kid out of your car, you drunk scum. You're going to get $380 a month for the kid. That's if you only got the one. And now in the, in the Build Back Better infrastructure plan, you get free daycare. Ooh, that'll incentivize this piece of garbage to have yet another kid. And she can somehow welfare her, welfare her way into utopia. And all you got to do is ignore the fact you got a corrupt political who are in the White House and every Democrat you ever voted for, scum, they toot, they scum, operating a pay-to-play scheme. And it'll be great. This is how you have a welfare collapse of your society in the name of a utopia you can never get to as long as you keep enriching the scum that will continue to vote for the Democrat mafia. Vote Democrat if you want to be a welfare roach. I'll take the rest of your calls and everything else when we get back. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. All right, so there seems to be some Chicago breaking news. I mean, it's on WGN, so I'm breaking it. John Catanzaro resigning from the Chicago Police Department. Because they were squeezing him. They were leveraging him. That little receding hairline, confusedly dressed mayor of ours, Lori Lightfoot. Although I wore a vest. I went to a party yesterday. One of my, she changed my diaper. She was my babysitter, turned 70. Mary Jo. So we went to a a wonderful birthday party for her. And as I wore a, a vest, I thought to myself, don't feel unusual. You're a man. You're the one that's supposed to wear the vest with the lapels. Me. Not Lori Lightfoot. So Lori Lightfoot, who's confused in the man's vest, likes to wear a fedora, stingy brim, by the way, which I find funny because she's got a very large forehead. She wears a stingy brim hat and a vest. She was using her position to politically squeeze out John Catanzaro, the FOP president. And he just resigned. So now he can't be leveraged, but he still can be the FOP president because he's elected to that. I hope that son of a gun runs for mayor. Don't you? Oh, he did. 
All right, yes. Okay, good. All right. Now, is he going to run as a Democrat, though? I think when you're a union president, you have to. We got Matt Rosenberg on the phone. All right, let's talk to Matt. Hi, Matt. How are you, buddy? Hey, Sean. Doing well. How about you? I, I want to thank you for for grabbing the line. I want to talk a little bit about John Catanzaro. Sure. So what do you think? I mean, he's going to run. He should run. I think the people of Chicago are with him. I want to know what you think. Tell me what he's running for. Mayor. He announced that? Uh-huh. Because he just resigned from the Chicago Police Department as he was oh. being squeezed out by Lori Lightfoot's intimidation. I was following the story about the disciplinary hearings. Wow. So he announced today, I'm, that's it. I'm resigning from the police department. I mean, he's, I think he's got over, I think he's 24 or 26 years. I'm not quite sure. And he's mm-hmm. the FOP, you know, he's the head of the FOP. And he's elected to that, so he doesn't have to lose that. So he retires officially from CPD. And now mm-hmm. he steps in and he runs as the only one qualified to wear a vest. What do you think about that for a slogan? <laughs> I still want Ray Lopez to run. I like Ray Lopez very much. I really yeah. do. But um, Catanzaro could bring something that's much needed. And Ray Lopez, mm-hmm. it, and I take nothing away from He's a friend of the show. I don't know if you know, Matt. I've had him yeah. on numerous times. And um, I, I like Ray very much. As a, you know, And I normally am not friendly to Democrats from Chicago. Mm-hmm. And I thank right. Bunny for that, for getting me to Ray Lopez. But um, John Catanzaro is, the, is a former policeman. This city needs some safety, brother. It's in absolute and total chaos. I have to tell you, when I get ready for the show, I have a news break app. It's, it's nauseating. I can't keep up with the clips. One-year-old shot, woman shot, people robbed, carjackings, chaos, and mayhem. It's, they don't want you to realize what we're already disgusted about is a fifth of what's really happening in the sewer. I think a cop could do exactly what we need. Well, we need to make the city safe for policing again and safe for the people who live here. And everyone knows that, you know, we're we're just uh, in kind of an existential despair here over the crime that's, that's sweeping over the city. So I think we need someone who stands behind police to the same degree that John Catanzaro would. I don't know if He's really the right guy for the time. He's going to be a lightning rod um, for the left. Who cares, maybe, except, you know, moderates? Hard to say. And the other thing is, of course, we only get 33% voter turnout historically in our local elections. So if he's going to have a chance, he's going to have to really connect with people in the African-American and Latino communities, and that will be an interesting challenge. You know, you got to mobilize the folks that don't usually vote. Um, it's typically the lakefront progressives and, uh, you know, the Bucktown, Wicker Park. The ones who moved Hyde out. Park, yeah. uh, progressives, uh, the property owners. You know, uh, I think if you broke it down by race, you'd see a much greater turnout among whites and among minority groups. Which is shocking. So which is shocking and he's upsetting. He's going to have a tough challenge. And also, I mean, is Arnie Duncan in or out? 
You know, we don't know yet. That'll make it extra interesting. So you if wrote the book. Them are in it. And is Paul Vallis in it again? He's certainly acting like it, right? Yeah. So this could be a really interesting race. So you wrote the book, What Next, Chicago? Notes of a Pissed-Off Native Son. Mm-hmm. But the reality is you were uh, uh, you have a different perspective because you actually had been gone for a certain amount of time, right? You didn't live consecutively in Chicago, did you? Well, I lived here for 30 years pretty much consecutively from 1964 to 94. But, yeah, then so, uh, so after I want to see if you experienced the same thing I did, right? When you're in it and you, you don't move out, to a certain extent it becomes normal to you. It's when you move out and when you see that you do not have to live in such a corrupt manner that you just simply got used to. You don't have to live with the kind of failure, the kind of open and notorious shakedown, for lack of a better term, that mm-hmm. so many Chicagoans, business owners, and the rest of the people not in on the scam just adapt mm-hmm. to. So it, I think it's even it's a different perspective that stokes the frustration and anger of the Chicago way once you're mm-hmm. removed from it and you see how you can actually thrive versus survive. Do you think that uh, enough yeah, people have benefit, that perspective? There's a benefit to being the man from Mars, if you will. I, I probably hesitate to call myself that because, you know, my connection has almost been a straight line here, even after moving to Seattle in 1994. And talk about a place where things have gone wrong. Um, you know, the thing is, though, even there, uh, it's double-edged because there's safety in the outer precincts of the city. You know, currently I'm staying in Evanston, uh, house-sitting for somebody. Not much happens up here, and it's very pretty. And I noticed something, too, Sean, when I talked to my white progressive friends from Chicago about the heinous violence, like last week in Hyde Park, which we should talk about in a minute. Um, uh, they're in denial. Progressives in Chicago are in denial. What you hear is, oh, well, it's always been violent. And when you really cut through it all, black lives don't matter to white progressives. And I I may have said that before on your show, but I'm being reminded of it practically every day. And then you hear, well, until we have, you know, uh, single payer health care, free college tuition and more (laughs) free money for everybody all around, what do you expect? Of course, blacks are going to be killing each other, and I'm left scratching my head. So there's just this insane denial going on, and at the same time, police are uh, rightly fearful of doing their jobs the way that they should because somebody's going to uh, pull out a a smartphone and and shoot a video, and it's going to be on YouTube with a million uh, views, and they're going to be uh, tarred as racist, and then people will come to outside of their home. Like you know, the policeman who felt forced to have to shoot Adam Toledo in that Toledo with that horrible incident in Little Village. So things have just gone mad. So from that perspective, a guy like Catanzaro, who represents the interests of police and will support them being allowed to do their jobs, maybe he's the man for the time. But, I mean, it's trickier, you know, and he can't just shoot off his mouth on the campaign trail either. Well, here's the problem, I think, to a certain extent. I want your your input on it. I am lucky enough to remember a time when the goal was not to social engineer strangers based on perceived prejudices. Mm. 
when you were to judge people based on their actions and their actual character. The more I take up this forced balkanization of society by swindlers, Mm -hmm. the more they want me to think of my fellow man as nothing more than a race versus the individual that they deserve the dignity to be thought of, the mm-hmm. more we're playing into the hands of the fraud social engineers. And in my opinion, just my opinion, that if we wanted to change things in society, we would tell those people who may have been swindled by these political whores that you are, not, you are more than just a black man. You are more than just a Mexican. You are an individual. You are deserved of individual unalienable rights, and we get back to the American principles that actually turn the youngest country into the most powerful rather than following this this manipulation of Marxism by swindlers and political whores. What do you think? I agree. There's a woman up here in Evanston who reached out to a, a progressive magazine called The Atlantic a few months ago to tell her story. She's of African-American and Congolese descent. She grew up in Evans. She moved back here with her kids and husband. Her 14-year-old son wanted to be a lawyer. He shared that with his teachers in the Evanston public schools. And they told him, you can't do that because of systemic racism. And he and his sister came home and reported to their mother a series of such, you know, racialist exhortations they were getting in their classes. Their mother went to talk to the teachers and uh, was told, yeah, this is how it is. This is how it's going to be. And and she was outraged. And this is the shakeout now from the Virginia elections, right? Um, so I don't think we should run from breaking that. Point. I don't think we should run from that. I think we should stoke people that. call it critical race theory. I call it the unified uh, theory of systemic racism. Uh, You're absolutely right, Sean. It comes back to Martin Luther King's words. Judge us by the content of our characters, not our our pigmentation. I was lucky enough to... uh... This is, you know, something that merges with uh, the crime in Chicago because nobody can stay. I'm saying it. Black people on the South Side are saying it, but no one in public life can say, listen, these young men, primarily black, were committing these crimes, like this young man who was out on probation, yet once again, thank you, Cook County State's Attorney Kim Fox, this young man named Alton Spann, mm-hmm. who killed the 24-year-old graduate student in Hyde Park, the yes. University of Chicago student, young Chinese man. Yep. Uh, you know, we can't call out his parents because that would be racist. Nobody who's brown or black can be responsible for anything because of the wrongs committed against their ancestors uh, in past decades and centuries. And, you know, this, too, is how a city dies. So I think we need it. And this is a tricky part for Catanzara or Ray Lopez, Arnie Duncan, anyone who runs for mayor of Chicago. I think the biggest issue that has to be elevated Uh, considering the violence that's tearing the city apart, considering that the perpetrators are, you know, about 70 to 80 percent African-American and about 15 percent Latino. The biggest issue is raising your children right. And this is so old fashioned and so retrograde. 
in the eyes of progressives. And you, then you bigot, Matt. Race you bigot. That? You racist, Matt. What are you, crazy? You want people to raise their kids right? We're all part of the state. We're only the state could orchestrate social justice, Matt. Haven't you been paying attention? Exactly <laughs> right. Listen, I've been having conversations all week long on that great social media platform called Facebook. I posted something. I was extremely pissed off about what happened in Hyde Park. Yeah. And the fact that there have been five murders down there. Yeah, it's a lot worse in Woodlawn. It's a lot worse in North Lawndale, uh, Washington Heights, Roseland, West Pullman, you know, Garfield Park, West Garfield Park. These are the real killing fields. But I was really, really taken aback by that. You know, what's going to be left? You know, what neighborhoods are going to be left in the city that are even safe? People are scared to go out in Bucktown. They're scared to go out in Wicker Park. Yeah. You know, I mean, Edgewater, you just, Rogers Park, what's next? Matt, you just stay so safe. I think if, if the whoever, you know, is running for mayor is not able to strongly call out the role of family, the role of parents, the responsibility of parents, um, then we're beating around the bush. And I'm not sure I see, you know, maybe Catanzaro does that. He's got to be careful of overkill. If Ray Lopez was in the race, he would call it out just right. He's done it before in public. Duncan, I don't know. I'm not a Duncan. Forget about Duncan. Yeah, he's Duncan's too much in with the shirts and skins with Obama. But his name is Matt Rosenberg. He's the author of What Next Chicago? Notes of a Pissed-Off Son. He's a contributor to my show, a friend, and I want to thank you very much for coming on with such short notice. Thank you, Matt. Hey, it was a pleasure, Sean. We'll be back with your calls and comments after this. I'm excited about Catanzaro. I want him to run. I want something to change. I uh, I believe that so many people are used to the failures of the Democrat Mafia Party. and They're used to the idea of Chicago. They're used to turning to their abuser for mercy. So when what we've witnessed with the, what I think is the, the unbelievable reaction by government, during COVID, I was optimistic that there may be enough resistance among people who were still calling themselves Democrat based on the Kennedys, based on the old school Democrats that weren't completely what the new school Democrats are. Fascists, totalitarian, Marxist, socialist, communists that they are. I was optimistic that there would be some sort of a pushback to the abuse of COVID and what we witnessed with the mandates rather than a call for them. I'm a little put off on what I saw in Chicago. Chicago, for the most part, has been complacent. Illinois, for the most part, has been accommodating. I have seen an uptick in resistance to the tyranny of what some call a vaccine, what some call a a, the success of a Biden administration of a Democrat philosophy in the face of the fact every Republican state has better numbers when dealing with the virus, with the, when dealing with the economy, when dealing with the quality of life than the Democrat hellholes. 
So I had thought that maybe if there were a pushback, there would be some some kind of a benefit to Chicago, to Cook County, to Illinois. I came to the conclusion a while ago that it seemed that the trajectory was going to be hopelessness. But I'm still kind of optimistic that maybe, just maybe, something positive will happen um, in the future after Lori Lightfoot's destruction of Chicago, after Dr. Awardi's unbelievable insistence on doubling down on failure, on doubling down on stupid. But I don't know if it's time yet. So I want to know what you think. 312-642-5600. And in the meantime, I don't know if you caught what Dr. Awardi had said about the children, but to me this is beyond a reality, even in a time that I didn't think could happen with the reaction by government to COVID. But the idea that we would blindly take advice of people who have been proven liars, from Fauci to the CDC to all the rest of it, knowing full well that corruption with big pharma, corruption in the, the origins of COVID and all the rest of it should be explored. I'm wondering how many people are willing to put this, I guess they're calling it a vaccine, but what it is is an experiment, into the arms of their children. I'm hoping that this will be the catalyst that it is in Europe for a pushback against this abuse, this fascism. But I don't know, because when Dr. Awardi, also known as Dr. Dryheave, gave us a lecture over the weekend, I found very little in the way of conversation about it. Thank goodness COVID has not hit young children in terms of the very severe infections, hospitalizations, and deaths. But that never changed. It never did. We knew from very early on that kids, although adults had a 99.5 survival rate, kids had a 99.9. That drowning has killed more kids than COVID. Double, double drowning. But yet the, the fascist doesn't talk about pools and how we should forbid children from swimming in the way that it has hit older chicagoans and americans that said as you say we actually have seen hundreds of children in this age group across the u.s die from covid 19. we've had more than eight thousand in this age group hospitalized with covid 19. they never talk about the survival rate what they don't want you to know is it's less than 500 have died, the vast majority with comorbidities, including obesity. Perspective is the last thing the fascist wants you to have. I got to go to break already? All right. When we get back, we're going to do Make Me Believe Monday, although I think uh, I have already proven beyond the shadow of a doubt. I am the master of spotting the f- conspiracy. I guess it's a conspiracy. Fraud. It's a fraud. We'll discuss that and more, and you can make me believe I do have something that's a little unusual on uh, JFK Jr., which is good news for the ladies out there. We'll be back after this. Will you tell these fools I'm not crazy? Make them listen to me before it's too late! Everyone, they're here already! Make Me Believe Monday. The Rand Corporation, in conjunction with the saucer people. Thank you. Under the supervision of the reverse vampires are forcing our parents to go to bed early in a fiendish plot to eliminate the meal of dinner. We're through the looking glass here, people. I was fighting the power and breaking conspiracies before you saw your first chemtrail, you punks. 
So this all started because I don't believe information. I'm spoon-fed. I don't. So the kids here wanted to have a conspiracy half hour. They were, you know, sometimes people will discount conspiracy. But when I say it's right, it's just that I got you. Go eight ways to Tuesday. But every once in a while, there's one that's a little kooky for me. So the way this works is you tell me yours, and I tell you if I believe it or not. But there's one here that I find to be ridiculous. Now, I have no, um, I never understood the Q thing. I don't get it. I don't buy it. I think it was in the beginning a Democrat kind of a misdirection play. And they would pump out all kinds of ridiculousness and nonsense and information. And I think a lot of people, good people, bought into it. But here's one that's obviously so ridiculous, it has to be a scam. Q believers still believe JFK Jr. is returning. Now, the whole thing about JFK Jr. is, uh, I remember when he was going to be the next you know, political kind of big tsunami for the Democrat Party. I also remember how... Uh, at the time, my girlfriend was infatuated with that son of a gun because he had good hair. He did have good hair. And uh, I can't believe there's still people out there that think this guy's still. I mean, this has to be preposterous. Look at this. Look at the timestamp. Just happens to be the 23rd hour, right? And then the 14, you know, the number 14, I read that as 7 and 7, so a double 07, double 07, right? Isn't that kind of like James Bond? 07, 007, kind of like the, the undercover spy. So there's a little bit of a clue there. That's kind of how I read that. The 5-5, five, five, the 55 is the 5-5. Five, five. We see that a lot in the Q drops. I think that that means part of it, part of the meaning of that is just, you know, I hear you, I see you, I'm understanding the comms, okay? But get this, look at the ID. 17, there's our Q again, and look at this, A-A-A, like, Three exclamation points, like Q and A. There it is, right? On R's first initial post. Moron. She better be stunning. She's a moron. <laughs> it's, a, it's a cuckoo. I don't believe it. Oh, did Brian hang up? Oh, I wanted to go to Brian. No offense to Edward and Dyer. How are you, Edward? Good. I'm good. Uh, well, I went shopping yesterday and... Needed to get a new pair of boots for a winter. Okay. And I went to a big store. I don't know if I can name this store. That's all right. And I'm handicapped. And I use a walker. All right. So I went up to the handicap, and they got rid of all the handicap stations. Not, they kept a few, but all would say electric cars only. I know. They got the same thing when I'm in town at the studio. Electric vehicles only, right by the door. You know what I do? I park in them. They're not here. But the, the problem is, three months, three months ago, uh-huh. the Morris Bailey plant burned up. And they used water, and they used foam, and they used 26 tons of concrete. To put it out. Oh, yeah, there you go. Where's all these, where are the batteries going? That is true. So the conspiracy is to sell electric vehicles as good for the environment, the whole time destroying the environment, 
the whole time making money through government-directed subsidies and ownership by politicians. Do I have you about right? Here's the great thing. They're made out of oil. That's exactly right. Ultimately, they're made out of oil, and it is a conspiracy to enrich the most politically corrupt that are on us. I completely agree with you, Edward. You were the first one that I win. Congratulations. Oh, thank you, Edward. I appreciate that. Thank you for listening. And by the way, don't let them aggravate you because they stole all the handicap spots. But that's a great point. They stole all the handicap spots for the electrical electric vehicle spots right next to the door. Why do they get to park next to the door? You're subsidized on your stupid electric car. The car does 10 times the damage to the earth than the regular gas car. You get a tax credit on your income tax if you own one of these things. And you get to park close to the door, you lazy bastards. You already bought all the scams. That's why I pull my non-electric vehicle right in the spot. Yes, I do. I uh, don't buy it one way or the next. That is a absolute and total conspiracy, the electric car boondoggle. And one day, they're going to talk about the windmills. I'll give you another example about the windmills. Wind energy. You hear how they always talk about the capacity of wind energy? Here's a little statistic not a lot of people know. The windmill itself, on average produces less than 24% of the so-called capacity. So not only do these windmills not work to capacity, they produce less than a quarter of what they say the capacity is. So if you use capacity numbers, they say that these windmills break even, because you know they're 3.5 million. 3.5 million to 4 million for a windmill. The amount of energy they produce generates a profit that breaks even after 21 years, yet the life expectancy on said windmill is 20 years. You want to talk about an outright fraud. Fraud, I say. And now what's in this infrastructure, Bill? Windmills and solar. The solar technology is 100 years old. They've improved it infinitesimal compared to every other technology, like the CO2 capture system on our coal plants. You know, we capture the, the CO2. Yes, we do. It doesn't pollute a tenth of what it used to. But they don't want you to have that perspective. They want you to have the perspective of the swindler, of the fraud. Investigation from the state level and the odor that continues to pollute our neighborhood. And guess what? They were violating their air permit, not only once, twice, but we now know for a fact they violated their air permit three times. Net Zero will not protect our frontline communities in the short term or the long term. Net Zero is a license to pollute, and we should reject this as a false climate solution. What we need are real emissions reductions and having people-centered solutions at the table when we combat climate crisis. We need our leaders to listen to us, to denounce dangerous distractions like carbon markets, and fight for real solutions like renewable energy and a just transition. We need real zero, not net zero. And there it is. They want real zero, not net zero. You can never quench the thirst of the fascists. Stop playing their game. Recognize the lie. 312-642-5600. He's leaving. I'll tell you another conspiracy. Football. Yes, it's true. Men in tights chasing balls. They're meant to distract adults, specifically male adults, from the pertinent issues at hand. Well, the politicians have stolen the country out from under us over the last 60 years. There are men out there that know more about strangers' statistics. You know, he's got such and such yards. He ran for three. Who gives a rip? 
Your politician has destroyed your quality of life, moron. It's the football that destroys your political awareness, which is why they're taking a minute away from my show today. I know it. Probably shouldn't do that, but too bad. Sharon New Lennox. Hey there. Hi, Sean. Nice to hear you. Nice to hear you. Um, so I want to talk about the windmills. Lying windmills, Don Quixote frauds that they are. Go ahead. Yeah, I hate them. Uh, the thing is, they're killing animals. They're killing migratory bats. There are three species of bats that they're killing. They're killing migratory songbirds. And they're killing golden and bald eagles. And the government doesn't really care about it. There's no EPA studies being done on this. They're not causing Mitchell down. They're, they're building right in migratory zones, and they don't care. Sharon, did you ever see how they're transported across the expressway? You know how huge these things are. Trucks and trucks oh, and trucks. And, and it takes. What uh, they can do it by recycling them. They're uh, carrying an right? They're made out of fiberglass. The worst thing in the world for you. They're made out of plastic and fiberglass. Not to mention how many of them burn. You want to do a little research on a windmill? You will. It is amazing to me that these politicians were able to pass a bill with billions upon billions of dollars into these inefficient scams called windmills. They're absolute and total frauds from the beginning to the end. Right. They do more destruction to the earth just making and transporting, let alone the one they burst into flames, than any oil right. well and, ever and did. It's 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 truly a fraud, which is why the most politically connected are in on the scam. You know who owns those of companies course. who's it's invested politically connected? It's all a scam. Thanks, Sharon. I couldn't agree more. I totally agree. Give the music for Sharon. All right. Uh, she doesn't know where the music is. Bunny's sleeping in there. Don Midway. You forgot the music, Bunny. Go Hi, Don. She just gave up on the music. You could have hit it late. Go ahead, Don. There it is. Thank you, Don. Go ahead, Don. Sean, this is uh, Sean. This is Captain D. I want to talk to you about the uh, the Volt electric car. All right, hurry up. We got it. We're running out of time, kid. We have football, not me. Go ahead. Go. This car, um, they have to charge them outside because they're starting on fire. That's right, Don. I have about fifteen of these at my work, and we have them all fifty feet apart. Don, I'm going to lose you, babe. I'm sorry. I agree. The Volt's the biggest fraud of all because they're GM. Complete. The whole company's subsidized. All right, I'll be back in 21 hours. Celebrate Christmas this year with the Trans-Siberian Orchestra. Live at the Allstate Arena. Tickets are on sale now for the Trans-Siberian Orchestra on December 23rd at the Allstate Arena. Or enter to win a pair of tickets at 560theanswer.com slash Christmas. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.